0: Listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. Very good, Johnson. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California. This is AfterBuzz TV for the season four premiere of the game. Tonight's host is Courtney Stewart. Joining Courtney will be After Buzz's co-hosts, Kenny Harrison, Isabel Mora, and Alex Spector. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip about the game. We want to hear from you, too. If you would like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 347-855-8269. That's 347 855 8269. And now, picking up where the show leaves off and the buzz continues, Courtney Stewart.
1: Hello, 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 and welcome to After Buzz. We are covering the premiere of The Game, Season 4, Episode 1 on BET. And boy, was this a show to start off a new season after a very long two-year hiatus. Uh, Today, we're going to look into a lot of different issues that were covered in this episode, um, including Melanie's ethical dilemma in her relationship and the child in her life. We're going to talk about Kelly and Jason and their continuing battle, along with Tasha being the new sexy cougar on the set. And Malik, who is also having all kinds of problems, apparently, as a football player that is severely bitter. So guys, what'd you think? Let's start out here. Let's go talk about Miss Melanie Barnett Davis, who is now married woman to the sexy star athlete of the San Diego Sabres, Derwin Davis. And we open up the episode, and she has a two-year-old child in her life now from her husband's ex-relationship and she's got concerns that that's not her husband's child. she does. And she made the decision to go right on ahead and give the child a DNA test without the permission of the daddy or the mommy. Scandalous. Scandalous (laughs) on so many levels (laughs) on so many levels. So what do you think? I mean, I I, I think that she maybe had some grounds. I mean, she's wifey
2: now. She's not just girlfriend. Right. And let's not forget, she's also Miss Dr. Davis
1: she is a doctor she's a smart lady she has the right to kind of know what's going on in her life and if she has some suspicions then maybe she needed to go ahead and try to get those figured out what well, do you think?
3: Yeah well it's all about communication as well in a relationship you know I mean yeah she has some issues with the uh, with the trust thing with him and their former you know their past relationships but it's, it's definitely a moral moral thing with the whole uh swabbing of the child in the tub kind of thing, and you know.
1: Okay, so are you telling me you think she should have gone ahead and uh, taken a Q-tip <laughs> while daddy was away and swabbed the kid to get a
4: DNA test?
1: No. No. No? no you don't no, think so? No. Alex,
4: think... come on. You... <laughs> How can you think that it's okay to to do that without communicating with the father? It's, uh, you know, I understand her concern and her her jealousy and her wanting to know, maybe especially after you know, getting teased about it a little bit. But, you know, I think that it's something that she could have talked to um, Derwin about and said, hey, I've, you know, I'm worried about this. I want to know. Don't you think we should check in? Can we we go get a test? Um, So we all think there should have been a discussion? I'm thinking no.
2: No, I think after two years, it's a little too late to bring the discussion up. So, and why bring it up? If it's been going on for two years, go ahead and check it out, girl. It's your husband. She Try and find think out. he's going to be mad? I'm sure he was going to be upset, but, I mean, find out, find out, see.
1: So you think you should know before you even approach the discussion. So it was her right to go digging and find out whatever was going on.
2: Yes. I mean, if he didn't think about it in those two years, she obviously had an issue with it, and she took care of it. That's wifey. And she's no longer practicing, so she took care of her side.
3: But it's, a, it's not a her side. It's a, it's a us now. It's not just, you know, what she's think- thinking and what she's going through. It's uh, they're married. I mean, once you enter. It's a partnership. Uh, yeah. Once you get into that partnership, it's about us. There's- and
1: she did marry him knowing that she was going to have a child that did not belong to her. So she was joining a blended family and she picked <laughs> it. She chose it.
2: Right. But, again, she's been there before. She was there before the baby. So I think she had every right to find out for both of them. And why make it an issue? I mean, find out before and say something if it's not and not say anything if
1: it is. Well, what do you think about when she did actually deliver the news? She kind of just, he said, I don't want to know, and she sort of just blurted it out (laughs) anyway.
3: Well, she kind of, you know, she gave him a chance not to, I mean, she chose not to tell him, like, right away, and then, you know, as he's leaving the room, she blurted it out, which is like, okay, you know, that's kind of screwed up, but, you know, it's just, you know, it's not, it's not her place, you know, I feel like it's it's it, they, it should have been discussed beforehand prior to the whole, you know, going behind the back and the DNA behind the back test, and, you know, it's, I think she was out of place. Compliment. She wanted
4: it her way, and that was the only way it was going to be. There was exactly. no, there was no options there.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, what can you say? Sometimes in that sort of relationship, you, she kind of had the under. She was on the lower end of it. She had to kind of put herself out there and take a chance and figure out what was going on before, because otherwise, you think he really, Derwin. I mean, he even once she, he had news, he was kind of, you know not really interested in hearing it so you really think he'd be up for discussion about it before there was even the possibility that was true
2: and we followed Derwin throughout the seasons and he's been this nice guy believe anything they tell him you know so I think it was her her right and she was stepping up like always trying to tell him come on Derwin let's not believe everything you hear let's find out if he's our son so what
1: do you think about the whole Tasha issue Tasha kind of brought up that maybe she really was just kind of acting out of her own uh, sort of jealousy of the situation and she was uh, trying to make her perfect picture a little more perfect by getting this little child removed from her life do you think she had those ulterior motives or do you really think she was trying to protect Derwin and protect
4: their relationship it's probably both a little bit of both, but I think that it's probably mostly motivated by the jealousy the wanting to, um, she has a, in her mind, as she, as you said, she had this relationship with this guy for years and years. She put her life on hold. She had this picture in her mind of the perfect family. And when she wasn't getting that, she wanted to figure out a way to, you know, she she was blocking that she was she figured out that maybe there was some way that it could come it could be back to the better picture you know the the pretty picture that she had in mind so even if she wants the best for derwin she was really thinking about
1: herself well (laughs) right or wrong uh as we found out in the episode the child initially was not derwin's and now it Probably is well. Let me uh,
3: pose the three of you a question. Uh, what would you do personally in that situation, as women? Would you go behind your husband's back to uh, get the truth, to to expose the truth, or would you let let it go? Or, I mean,
1: I think that's a difficult question to answer. But based on if I were in that exact situation, I'm gonna have to say I probably would have done
2: the Melanie. I would. I you know? would. I gave up my life twice now. Oh. You better believe I'm going to find out. No, I wouldn't have done that. Alex would have done that. Sorry, case, uh-huh. I am about all about the communication. Alex has morals. I mean, we can all... Commit,
1: <laughs> morals! There are morals involved. I mean, hello, there's lying, shady women in the world. Let's just be real. So, I mean, in the end, the reason that I think that... I, I mean, I would say I would do it myself is only because I don't feel like at that point in time Derwin was going to be able to have a discussion about it, period. Like, I think going into it, either... I think you need to have the background, the information, like, yes, it is his or no, it's not, before you even approach it. Because in his mind, there was no other option. It was his kid. So to just come and be like, hey, honey, I think maybe you should think about having a DNA. Like, I don't think it ever would have happened. And I don't think he would have been open to that discussion at all. So that's the only reason I think that I probably would have swapped it. No, I see your point.
2: I mean, two years later...
1: yeah two after two years there's yeah for sure but i would have had to go ahead and do that because if that ain't his baby he don't mm-hmm. need to be if two years is early enough the kid won't remember so <laughs>
2: right. all right <laughs> let's move on <laughs> I right. you, uh, you know he
1: was cute and all but at least the two years he's not gonna remember that that was daddy so you need to keep it moving Anyway, so let's see who else was having some issues in this episode. We had Kelly versus Jason still. Okay, so we ended season three with uh, Kelly and Jason basically signing their divorce papers. Um, Jason had moved on to a nice little relationship. Kelly was kind of feeling in the dumps that maybe she had made a wrong choice with the whole divorce thing. Um, And the whole purpose of her divorce was to free herself from her husband and her husband's identity and we get this episode where it seems like jason still pretty much has
2: in charge
1: a lot of power in her life even though she's trying real hard not to let him and she's gone to the reality show route
3: reality shows
1: reality shows do you (laughs) see them as an empowering source of anything (laughs) not at all Well, she was trying to use it to empower herself. I thought it was interesting at the end, towards the uh, the end of the episode when Jason showed up and he was like, I'm just here to, you know, remind you that you only have this because of me. That's true. So that's kind of harsh, but, you know, the ladies, any ladies in taking back your power from a divorce, like, is she going about this the best way she could?
2: You know, she's not. You see poor Kelly still dressing like a teenager, forgetting... How old she is, and here comes Jason to remind her: "You're not a teenager, and you're no longer my wife. Therefore, let go of the fame it doesn't belong to you anymore." Oh, is yeah. that
1: all she got from the? Oh,
3: yeah, she Kelly, the Kelly whole needs. Of the fame? She needs some help, I think.
4: She was she, going the superficial route. Yeah, I she mean, <laughs> is. She was. She was okay. I'm gonna take your money. I'm gonna take your you know I'm gonna use your money and I'm going to use your fame to create a you know a life for myself I'm gonna get new boobs I'm gonna get a new face I'm gonna um, you know I'm gonna get this TV show for myself and start my career for myself but you know she was using she was using his
3: she's name. name she's, named yeah, to she's get still adore. depending on him you know she's she's a, dependent. She's dependent. Aww. She's still, you know, even after divorce, which is a little sad.
1: It's sad. She's trying. Yeah. I think that's interesting. I wonder why the, because uh, uh, when the last season ended, she had a job working at like uh, the agency or that management right. firm. And now she's just not working and taking her money settlement and just living it up. Like what happened to work? Maybe she should have stayed at her job. Yeah. Maybe she should have
3: stayed at her job. Yeah, Kelly's got some things she needs to work on.
1: Uh, yeah, a little bit. But <laughs> let's see. Um, Also, this episode we had Tasha. She has moved on to a new relationship with a very young, sexy little man.
3: Yeah, she has.
2: But
1: she was a little embarrassed to show him out in public. How do we mm. about that?
2: Well... We know Tasha to be in charge all the time, and this is, I think, one of the first times we get to see her, not so much in charge of her relationship, it's kind of like she's confused. She always has the answers for everyone except herself.
1: Hmm. I think that's probably a good point, but why do you think she's so, like, anti-bringing him out in the open? Seemed a little vulnerable.
3: Yeah, definitely.
1: Mm. She's too vulnerable to take him out in public. Maybe Hmm. she
4: liked him a little more than she wanted to. Well,
1: apparently she does because she was quite bitter when all the old ladies were showing up and he wasn't just messing around with the little chickies. He was messing with some grown women. So he was not, she was not excited about that at all. Um, All right. So Tasha showed herself uh, to still be the same powerhouse that she is she's working for derwin's career she's got her little man on the side but it looks like her son malik has really fallen through the cracks of hell what's going on with malik nobody knows what's going on with malik but he is a very angry somebody right now (laughs) and uh let's see he um had a he had a bad attitude in general obviously because he's sort of fallen off his uh star in terms of his football career But uh, what was interesting is the interaction with him and T.T. T.T. is like his best friend ever. And they are not doing so well right now. So what do you think? I mean, in terms of him being the one that bought T.T.'s chicken truck and him throwing that in his face all the time, where do you draw the line? I mean, T.T. kind of owes him a lot.
3: He does. Because
1: he's been on He's been on his train for, like, three years now. But so. a, good, a
3: good friend wouldn't, you know, continue to throw, you know, oh, I, I bought this, I helped you get this, you don't have this because of me. You know, you wouldn't have this because of me. So I think it's a, you know, it's a friendship thing. Um, obviously, their friendship has taken a turn, um, just the way they, you know, he's been treating him, but, um, you know they have some issues. They, they definitely you have to always work always hurt
4: out. the ones that you're close to. No. No.
2: So, I mean, So do we so. think Malik is hurting right now? Well, I think, you know, he's kind of falling off his status and he definitely wants to remind Minimum TT, hey, I'm still on top above you. I think tt reminds him of he what he used to be he used to be able to have his friend you know tt be his assistant and now he's nobody so he wants to keep the little fame that he. Well, he's has. not nobody i mean he's still living in that mansion and getting hoes like it's nothing else like
1: he's hey, not broke T. T. He didn't lose <laughs> exactly tt's woman i don't remember her name but she's floating around was, in the hot tub so Alice he's not doing from so from bad, Allison. Allison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but Alice. they say more money more problems i guess that's what's going on but he, I don't think he has anything to be bitter about at this point in time. But from what I hear, Malik is going to have the biggest story arc in this uh, uh, season. So it'll be be interesting interesting. to see how that works out. But um, for now, that is a recap of the show and what we had going down. And we're going to shoot over to... uh,
0: Marshall? Want to find out what the after buzz is about? Genesis is a drama queen. This yeah. is the divide that is going to carry the series. Give us a call at 347-855-8269. This
2: television and they want it to be as dramatic as possible.
0: I mean, it's, it's experience? You never
2: know what goes on behind closed doors.
0: Get in on the after buzz. 347 8269 Now, in the eyes of Jimmy, Nucky is a villain. Listen on iTunes. I mean, who would you guys rather hear that from? Find us on Facebook. Your husband or your best friend? Follow us on Twitter. And then she's oh, trying to kill him, so it right
4: justifies that. it. I'm like, oh, now it makes sense.
0: <laughs> and visit us at AfterBuzzTV.com.
1: <laughs> the wig! The wig no, come let off. that wig come off, baby. <laughs> no!
0: What? Boardwalk Empire, Desperate Housewives. Glee, Gossip Girl, Breaking Bad, Mad Men, True Blood, The Walking Dead, Big Love, Jersey Shore, The Oscars, Celebrity Rehab, The Emmys, If if it's hot, hot, you can bet we'll be buzzing about it. Be sure to catch Afterbuzz TV's Big Love Edition following the season premiere on Sunday night. And coming on Wednesday, January 19th, we'll be buzzing about the new season of American Idol, only on Afterbuzz TV.
1: Alright, so welcome back and we're going to go right into our special segment here. We're going to discuss basically the game uh, in its uh, premiere episode today. It has been two years since the show was on the air. It was killed on the CW and there was some, you know, some rumblings that BET would pick it up. The rumblings kind of died and then it sort of came back. And now we are here. We are two years later. The show's back for another full season. And so we're kind of wondering, um, there's been a lot of speculation as to why a show that actually had a decent following on the CW was still cut and not picked up by anyone else. And there's been some discussion that there, that is a cause to a blackout on network television, basically meaning that there's no black shows on network television, and that's why the show got cut. So what do we think about that today?
3: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I I think uh, network TV has definitely gotten away from the black situation comedy or just, you know, black shows in general. Um, very few shows on, you know, we're talking Fox, ABC, NBC, CBS, are led by uh, African-Americans. Um, Um, there are definitely, uh, shows that showcase them, but, you know, in general, there aren't many. In fact, I can't think of one off the top of my head that actually showcases an entire black cast or a predominantly black cast, um,
4: yeah, or even, like, the main character. Yeah, exactly.
3: You know, exactly. You know um, I, I mean, Grey's Anatomy has... Uh, well, yeah,
1: that's what I was going to go to. The yeah. argument of Shonda Rhimes, who's the
3: creator well, of Grey's
1: Anatomy, is that the point is is that there are no black shows and there should be no white shows, mind you. She is a black woman. Exactly. And she thinks that, you know, the people should be people on the shows and she casts who's best, which is awesome. I mean, she's got a nice mix of uh, people in her cast, but it's interesting that they're are plenty of shows with just white people, but that's not an issue. But somehow a just black person show isn't an option for
3: us I, in America. Well, I mean, there was a time, especially in the in the, the 90s, where uh, you had Martin, you had uh, Freshman's of Bel-Air, you had all these black shows.
1: But what happened...
3: They all
0: died off.
1: Yeah, those died off. But why didn't new ones come? I mean, we're supposed to be in the Obama era. (laughs)
2: What
0: about the Cosby Show? That was the
1: Cosby Show was the '80s, but it was there. But still, even then, Cosby was kind of like it's, uh, you know, it's sort of the premiere of the black sitcom. Right. and into acceptance, I guess, into mainstream America. Oh, yeah.
4: Better one. Yeah, too. which is
1: why the '90s brought that wave, mm-hmm. probably, of black comedies. But the situation still remains. I mean, we're supposed to be in a time and place where, you know. Obama's president and everybody's like oh race is no big deal why aren't there any black shows or hell why aren't there any Latin shows <laughs> <laughs> for that matter or some Asian folks well, do we uh, not want to see those people on TV
3: well we do but they I mean and they will pop up every now and again I think the last one that I remember was uh, the Bernie Mac show which was early like 2002 yeah. 2003 and uh, George Lopez show he had his situation comedy and, for a while, yeah. But, yeah,
1: but, but why is there, there always moved over
2: to midnight so we no longer watch that <laughs> oh he's in
1: reruns now yeah. <laughs> but but still, you know that we can select like one at a time. Why? Why do you think there's only one at a time? What's the deal? Do we not have an audience that'll watch
3: this stuff? There's an audience. But I don't know. I, you know, it's, it's it's hard to say. I mean, it's it's basically and I'm sure there are a lot of creators out there that are coming up with the show ideas. It's basically the networks. I think. I'm not, you know, I'm no expert, but I think it's the networks that are, you know. Why do
1: you think if the networks know that there's an audience, because the whole point of TV is to make some money, right? I mean, exactly. if they can sell advertising because there's an audience, why won't they put the shows on?
3: Good question.
2: I just think nobody wants to waste the money and take that chance. Why is it taking a chance? You know, it's, they take chances on sitcoms
1: all the time and shows all the time <laughs> that fail. Well, like, a, lot
3: of, a lot of the sitcoms are dying off period. I think whether they're black sitcoms or, you know, whatever. I think sitcoms are completely like you have the the single camera, Modern Family and uh, Thirty Rock where it's just like lap la- new format. Exactly. Lap yeah. tracks are you know. And and I was thinking about this when I was watching the episode and, you know, randomly they were throwing the lap track and it was just a very big distraction because it's obviously not in the studio. And they're they're shooting in real you know in actual locations um and then and they're not in front of an audience so um, i definitely think that the sitcoms in general uh are just you know they're yeah. dying off
1: which by the way for the game is an interesting change because the game was definitely <laughs> a uh, studio comedy um that had a live audience and uh right now or at least for this episode it was um shot as if it were a little bit of a one-hour drama <laughs> yeah. and that kind of took away i think from the comedy quite a bit but they got the drama in, and hopefully hopefully, going forward, I don't actually know if the rest of the episodes will be half hour like they're supposed to be or not, but I think they are. Hopefully they will be, and it'll bring back the comedy. Because that was one of the skilled things that uh, the creator, Mara, was able to pull off, that she got all this drama wrapped up into an actual situational comedy, which was amazing. So, anyway, well, we Courtney,
3: all... i have, uh what, what do you think of the uh, the Tyler Perry effect? You know, That's all you sort of... Uh, yeah. Think about every uh, you, Tyler you know. In Perry. fact, in fact, when we were about to do this show, uh, not to, so one of our other friends, he was like, "Wait, is that a Tyler Perry?" show? Yes. Yeah. Well, and, I uh, think
1: it's uh, Tyler Perry is an interesting entity that in himself. I mean, he's amazing. He's done what he's been able to pull off has right. been remarkable. I mean, he has his own studio. He funds his own crap. He does everything himself. It's his stuff, so it's great. But at the same time. Uh, If you don't know, I'm a black person. So um, uh, Tyler Perry uh, is interesting, but it's a little bit of a, I think, return to, in terms of his comedy, a return to some of the sort of buffoonery comedy type material that um, was only acceptable for black people to do for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why a large portion of the african-american community so to speak if i can speak for the african-american community <laughs> um pro- it, it, for those there are those that love it and think it's great but there are those of us who don't feel like it's enough balance because there is no balance to it it's I like agree. is that all we can do like be ridiculously silly and comedy like we can't have real life situations that are comical but that are you know Still, exactly. well, I
4: think, think that's the main problem, and that's you know that's why people aren't take that's why people aren't taking the chance on on black comedies and whatever is because they're afraid that people aren't going to watch them specifically because they're being pigeonholed into into the Tyler Perry you know type comedy when not everyone is you know, it's a certain audience. Wait, so everyone. you
1: think that Tyler Perry is like brandishing comedy for black comedy period? Like that's why? So there's I,
4: I think that. It's a possibility. I think that you know that kind of when people think about, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure that, but that's it's something that I've heard that that's you know mm-hmm. when when people think about black comedy. That well, I one think of it's
1: types. Well, yeah. I think it's funny because the that type of comedy is what seems to be acceptable to the larger American population to see black people in. Yeah. Like that's what gets on the air. And then, and
3: then plus you you know you. Tyler Perry comes up with an idea, slaps his name on it, and it's going to be on air. You yeah. know what I mean? It's, it's he, he's a brand.
1: Which begs the question: Why he hasn't slapped his name on something that he ain't wrote? Because <laughs> for all the greatness that he is, it would be nice if he would give some other writers a chance, this and maybe is true. we would get some balance going on. Because he obviously has the power. Well, but it's kind of okay. sad that he's like the one entity that the color people can go to to like. <laughs> get anything done
3: well that's true <laughs>
1: but that's living in america but that's it's true. obamaland now so maybe things will change
4: <laughs> before
1: he's out of office in a year it's next two
4: years we <laughs> we'll see what he's happens.
1: probably gonna be gone but Whoa. what can we say you know it's back at least for the game's sake they're back for 13 episodes and we look forward to some more material from them and hopefully, uh, BET actually did pick up a new sitcom that's airing right after uh, the game. So hopefully that'll be something that evolves into something wonderful. I don't know what it's really looking like right now, because from the previews, I'm, it I'm not excited. Yeah. <laughs> Isabel was excited.
2: But. I am very excited. It's, Why are you excited? Me. I mean, really. You know, I was waiting for the game, and while I was waiting for the game, I just fell in love with this new show that's coming. They kept rerunning the
1: What did ep- you fall in love with?
2: We have three new females. You know, Melody, Kelly, Tasha, I love them, but I'm looking forward to three new females. Three
1: new women, three new black <laughs> three new women, women that are on the show. Three black women. <laughs>
2: and Hot Lemon what is the show about? she fell in love
1: with them because they're hot (laughs) so there you go (laughs) okay (laughs) if that's grounds for a good show then by all means BET you're headed in the right direction (laughs) but I think they're headed in the right direction in general because BET has not had any original programming
3: in In a a
1: very long time so they themselves are taking a lead yeah just by having the game and For Your Love or About Your Love or whatever the hell show is called. Yeah, I was going to ask uh,
3: They haven't had, uh, I haven't watched BET in a long time. Yeah, I, I stopped. Know, I, mean, I boycotted BET yeah, in 2001 or something when Sita yeah. came on the air. When so, who?
1: CETA, you remember the, like, computer <laughs> graphics horror? Uh, I actually was... loved her.
3: It was Are you funny. kidding me? I that was so hilarious. <laughs> we just had
1: a whole conversation about the buffoonery of Tyler Perry <laughs> comedy and you thought Sita was funny?
3: I thought it was funny.
1: By the way, Sita was an electronic, like, Video ghetto. gram, ghetto, like, <laughs> mess of uh, a video... Yeah. Was was she, like a video VJ or whatever? Video VJ. Yeah, she they took com- the people off and decided to have a video VJ yeah. that was ridiculous. She was definitely... It this. was absurd. It was so absurd. <laughs> we were in college and but so But if you're going to make
3: fun, go over the top, and I think that's what they were going for. You know, if you're going to poke fun, and, you know, it's BET. They can get away with it. You know, <laughs> I think if it was VH1 or, Just because you, know- you can't get
1: away with it, I <laughs> mean, you should...
3: <laughs> That's my opinion. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed
1: it. Oh, well. Anyway, (laughs) BT, congratulations, making some strides. I appreciate it. I think we all appreciate it. And hopefully one day maybe ABC or CBS or somebody else will also follow suit. Um, So, all right, I think we got a little news and gossip to share today. So we'll move towards that.
0: After TV News.
2: Gossip. Here we go. So, what do we think about Tia, Mori and husband actor Corey are expecting their first child?
1: I think it's awesome because I am so brilliant, and I knew that with the whole show starting out, I had a feeling that Melanie, as a character, would need to be pregnant at some point. And uh, go figure, freaking Tia's pregnant now, so eventually they'll have they'll to write use that it. in. They yeah. will use it. So congratulations, because she—I think she's been married like three
2: years or something. How
3: far along do you, is she? Does anyone know? I mean, I don't know. She From doesn't. Episode look...
2: one, she looks like three months. Oh, that's so not
3: <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't know that she was pregnant in episode and... one. Oh,
1: okay. I don't think she was pregnant because um... they shot that a while ago. She was just. Trying. We should be glad she that she has a normal woman's body and she is
2: not a stick Thank figure. Thank you for that. That yes. was amazing. So it's go really, tia. really
1: wonderful to see that. Go, Tia, TV. and your little pudgy belly. <laughs> okay,
2: let's go on. So, Brittany, Daniel, and Kenan Ivory Wayans dating for three years. Did any of you guys see? I had this? no idea. I did not know that, but
4: I love Kenan Ivory Wayans. Yeah. He's awesome. He's great. He's old. Why are they together? I don't know, but In Living Color was one of my favorite things ever on TV. <laughs> I, know, <laughs> so sure. all...
3: I, think, I think they actually rerun that on uh, BET. Do sometimes. they really? I watched so. Watch yeah. Oh, In I, Living I, Color? I yeah, know. they yeah. do
1: it on like, TV One or something. Oh, is it TV One? Yeah, it's one? one of the random
3: like, yeah. spin-offs Love of BET. Some the people
1: watch, SNL, I watch Yeah, in I in loved Living In Living yeah. Color, but I think it's funny that they're dating, because she, Brittany Daniels, is in a bunch of their little movies. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, she was in White Chicks, remember? Oh, yeah. She was totally the mean, bitchy, rich girl in White Chicks, so they hooked it up. There you, there, you
2: there you go. I didn't even know she was on that. Okay. Let's move All on. All right. So apparently Brittany Dania rumored to be making more money per episode than any of the other castmates, and it's rumored that the other women, Wendy Raquel Robinson and Tia, were upset about it.
3: I think that's just a rumor.
1: Well they well, said on, they on the Wendy Williams show today they squashed it. They yeah. said oh. it was a rumor. But I think she actually is.